To the boys of the Golden Throne! Yeah. Shit. What up, G's? Nothing much, man. <laughs> you you sound like you just like came out of Castle Grayskull and like I have the power. The power. Oh <laughs> Oh yeah. I got, I got cringer fucking following me around already. <laughs> perfect timing perfect oh yeah perfect uh, well we, it's uh it's been a while boys it's been a little bit it has been a little bit a little bit been well it's been like months oh uh, yeah i guess so something like that something like that it's, it's been some moons it's been it was the it was like oh where's my phone I've got I've got all the dates when we post, but it's it was like September twelfth, I think, when we posted the last episode. So not okay. quite a month. We're at like three weeks. Oh, okay, that's better. Yeah, it's better. But it's, it's getting out. Like we probably want to cozy up and talk to our boyfriends. It'll be much easier. It's pumpkin spice weather. <laughs> I, I'm actually having a uh, caramel apple spice something. Tastes like apple pie. Sounds, it sounds co- really good. A coffee? A coffee? Uh, a mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't dived into the pumpkin spice because I know once I do, then I'll, it'll just be like, I'll be like, crack I, out. Like, I, I need more pumpkin spice. Dino's Dino's work has like the most legit, like, it's like artisan fancy pumpkin spice mm. mix for coffee. Mm. Those lattes are like. They literally taste like pumpkin pie. It's well, so good. It's crazy because they've like, it, I don't know if if it's like this in the U.S. or if it's just like where we are on the West Coast of Canada, but like they, it's, they've moved up the pumpkin spice. It keeps coming earlier oh, and yeah. earlier, man. Like it was, oh, I was seeing it at the, right at the beginning of September. It could have even been in the last days of August. Just like, what the F? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I haven't so I haven't been in a liquor store for a month, so I haven't seen the beer. If it's like hit the beer yet, but I'm imagining it's full, full, full bore. Well, no, the first will be the wet hops. First, we're going to uh, see the wet hops, and then we will see the all the different pumpkin variety beers. But shit. we should like right now. It's it's primo wet hop season, so they're going to start coming. Primo wet hops. I know. I need to go actually and. I, usually I go to Hoyne and get myself a, a case of my favorite wet hot beer that comes out every and year. And now that you can drink beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Even though you're just, are you still drinking ciders because they're just tasty? I'm drinking ciders because they just go down so easy. <laughs> <laughs> but I did drink, I did drink quite a bit of beer for the first, the first time I drank beer really was at war games camp this 
two weekends ago, and I drank a lot of it. So, uh, <laughs> uh, and you we'll, survived. I survived. Yes, we'll we'll get to that uh, here shortly. But Teo, now that we're we've talked about pumpkin spice, <laughs> <laughs> what's going on? Uh, what's going on this episode? Well, uh, we're going to be talking about our ha- our happy and hame or shabby and shames, Shab- shabby shames, hobby and shame. Oh yes, uh, that's the words I was looking. Hobby and shame. Yeah, we'll be talking about our hobby and shame progress. Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's some. Some of us are winners. Some of us are losers. It happens. Spoilers. I think. Spoilers you know alert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, have we talking- thought of anything? What? We haven't thought of anything. We haven't thought of anything. Oh, I get, you guys will ruminate your minds. I'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. <laughs> Um, but then we're going to talk about our main segment, which is, uh, some of our favorite heresy novels. Uh, each of us have got some of our little tidbits down and things that we liked about them. Um, honest. Yeah. So that should be cool. If anyone's getting into the heresy world and maybe doesn't want to read it chronologically, just want some good tasty books. These would be the boys picks boys, hot like, picks, the bo- boys, hot picks. Uh, and then we've got some announcements to make about some events coming up. Ooh. And then we're going to close out the show. All right. Well, let's let's talk about these announcements. Let's just get these away uh, over with yeah. now because I can't wait. Who wants, who uh, wants yeah. to do it? Eight announcements. I think John, uh, uh, John, I think you should do the first one because it is your – you you did <laughs> get, name it. So I feel like you should announce it. My baby, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think we can officially Baby. announce for those those who haven't uh, haven't been present on Facebook that we uh, we're gonna be having another event coming up here, and uh, it's I'd like to say it's semi Valentine's Day themed because it's in February, um, February twenty second, two thousand twenty. We will be hosting Bocce T's annual dudes looking for dudes singles bash so oh, yeah if you are a dude who is looking, looking for, for dude. 30k uh titanicus or necromunda curious you can come <laughs> down to beautiful victoria british columbia and and spend a day with us awesome dudes and uh, yeah, uh, drink to your heart's content. Have a good time. Be social. This is will be for me, known as the matchmakers at this event. No matchmaking, nothing. You, you uh, bring what you want. We'll supply some tables. Other people also bring some tables. It's going to be good, and it's just going to be nothing but laid back. We're going to be a little bit uh, laid back dudes. You know, we're going to be more laid back because we don't have to organize anything. So you know, we'll definitely get. Uh, uh, get to see AJ drunk and in a garbage can at some point. In so, a garbage can. Guys, come Why? on down. Because <laughs> you fall in the garbage can. Oh. So, that's how drunk you would be. Just people leave <laughs> and it's just like, like, like my feet sticking out. Fine. Catch me yeah. a catch. Sure, find me a too. fine. <laughs> catch me a catch. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I, it'll be fine. It, like, it's just, as you said, just going to be open gaming. We're not going to have anything super. Like, there's going to be no schedule. There's going to be no rounds or anything like that. So if you want to come and play a 30K game and you want to bring your Titanicus and play a Titanicus game, you can do that. Uh, we're just going to get a bunch of tables set up. We're going to have the um, the AT uh, Forge World board set up, a couple Necromunda tables set up. Um, so that's going to be February 22nd, 
2020. So we. I might actually that. put together the Orlock gang I have sitting in the closet. Oh, nice. that'd be cool. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, so like that's um, gonna be awesome. I'm gonna look at maybe doing brews and pew pews, but I'm not 100 percent sure. I gotta really. Let's be real. You you don't need to run anything. You need to just take a. I just want to. I just want to see AJ sitting in a kiddie pool. (laughs) Beer in his hand. Corona and a margarita in the other hand with a little like uh, little uh, look. We still umbrella. need to, we still need to be sober enough to pack it up at night and and get it all out of the room. A, he's, in t- he's in a tube top. He's got like a pink little tube top on. Wearing my Creed shirt. He's going like, where'd my hot dog go? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> So yeah, it'll, it'll be good. I'm I'm looking forward to it of just chilling and hanging out and not like worrying about a schedule and stuff like that. It it will be a good event. So we're gonna, um, John. We're doing tickets are going on sale the first, right? That's what we said, first of October. October first. So we're yeah, they're gonna be twenty five bucks Canadian. So yeah, we're trying trying to keep it cheap and affordable. Uh, and like with all of our events, we don't we we put a hundred percent of what we make into our events. So the 25 bucks, what that's covering is basically, well, not basically what it is covering is the cost of the bartender and the, uh, the venue itself. So we're trying to keep it low, keep it accessible because it's a one day thing. And, uh, so, but there won't be prize support. So it's not going to be like quite as fancy as, other than if you, if you maybe win some gentleman's heart and get them, you know, take them home with you. No one's, no one's saying you can't do that, you know. So it is a single smash. I've heard Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy goes all the way on first dates. So <laughs> he's deep <laughs> left. Lucky boys. <laughs> Lucky boys. So yeah, we've got a we've got a Facebook um, event set up for that on our Facebook page. So go to the Boys of the Golden Throne on Facebook. Under our events, you can find that and sign yourself up for that for any updates and whatnot that's coming coming down. I'm sure some people will be trying to pre-organize games and stuff like that. We're going to have a couple tables that are. I think we'll have at least one table that's set up for big games if people so yeah. so desire to do that, like a big team game or something like that. So I put a list up on the page, and I think we're going to basically supply. I believe it's ten total tables, and then uh, and then we'll you know we'll ask based on attendance people who want to play other games and stuff like that uh, to bring a few t- tables their own. This yeah. won't be an event where we expect everyone to bring like all their tables, so don't no one's got to get crazy. But if you want to bring a table to play Necromunda. Or Titanicus, definitely, definitely, cool. yeah, fuck it up, yeah. And then the other announcement that we've got is um, we want to do a shout out for our boys over at the Spire. They are starting a new campaign uh, that is kicking off here. Um, it is on October twelfth, Saturday at the Spire. So it's going to be a six week. Uh, campaign they're doing it's a map based campaign um i'm not entirely sure more than that there's there's going to be some standard book missions some centurion book uh missions from book eight some zm 
uh, raid missions, stuff like that. So uh, if you want more information, then just go uh, on to Facebook and search for the Spire Heresy. And uh, Brendan's got a post there outlining what's uh, what's happening. So you can check that out. We always want to pump up. Google as well. They actually have a website. I always forget that they have a website. I need to add that to our uh, show notes. Bad AJ. Um, Bad J. Yeah, so if you are in the Vancouver area and you want some campaign action, go and uh, hang out with uh, the sexy boys over at the Spire. Yeah. So, so yeah, singles bash, Spire action, hobby and shame, book love. It's all happening Book love. (laughs) Is it like quest love? Uh, Yes, if he was more... Um, educational. He's pretty educational. Okay, well, fine. I don't know, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back Jesus here Christ. to talk about our hobby and shame. La la la. la. Our tutor, who art in Nottingham, Duncan be thy name. Our paints be thinned, our layers be smooth, on plastic as it is on resin. Give us this day our daily tip, and forgive us our poor edge highlighting. As we forgive those who bring unpainted armies, lead us not into math hammer, but fully closed armies. All praise, Nalnoil. And welcome back to the boys of the Golden Throne. I hope you guys are feeling as refreshed as AJ is with that tasty, tasty cider. It's, it's tasty. It's tasty, tasty. It's so smooth. They just go. They go down too easy. They're they're very dry and sweet. And uh, I love lemon tree. So it's good. like it's like flirting with an English woman. I actually really like the uh, country one. Uh, why do you have to do that right when I'm taking a sip? Because that's <laughs> what I do. All right. Okay. Um, well, speaking of English and cider, I've got, and we're going to get back to that because that, that happens to partake in some of my hobby progress a little bit later. But uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to talk a little bit longer than you guys because. Um, I've got a bunch to talk about, but I don't know. Who wants to go first here? Uh, I can either go first or last. It's going to be the same amount of time. Okay, let's, you go last. Go let's, let, no, let's, okay. Teo, Teo takes caboose. John, why don't you go first? Because you've been, okay. I know you're, you're eager to talk about the new uh, little thing that came in the mail, which is not so. Yeah. Late. I, uh, been going pretty, pretty good for the last three weeks. So, uh, but, uh, I guess two and a half weeks ago I was sitting there and then I got this like random bit of gumption to like, actually, you know, I had already done this. So I, I threw my <laughs> Leviathan, I think last podcast, I think I maybe, yeah. maybe it was actually yeah, no, just you, last, you last podcast. You talked about it. last. Okay. Time. Yeah. So I dunked my Leviathan and then I was like sitting there and I was like, okay, well, I guess I need to like clean this thing off because it's, uh, it's going to like melt if I don't take it out. So I, I scrubbed it and, <laughs> cleaned it all off and then i was like 
kind of looking at it, I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could repose this thing effectively without breaking it completely apart. And then I kind of, I, I got like a pretty good pose out of it. And then and I was like, oh, maybe I'll undercoat it black while I'm waiting here. And then I did that. And then, uh, yeah, like one thing led to another. And then like in like a day and a half, I painted it. So I repainted it in just airing colors. It looks fucking pretty rad. The uh, base is in the mail for it still. So it's just on this like little dinky black base for now. The but base is in the mail. What kind of base are you getting for it? I got an 80 millimeter, uh, um, 80 millimeter sector Mechanicus style base third third party off of eBay for it. I actually oh, ordered cool. two of them because I expect a second Leviathan to come out, and then I was like, "Well, I'm going to need another base for it," so I just ordered two. Wait, you? you oh, you you're expecting a Sons of Horus exclusive? Yeah. And so you're just yeah. you're just gonna you're just gonna mother hand that base until it comes out. <laughs> just it sit on it. Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I did that, and then uh, I so I, I mentioned the episode before. So I ordered an Ordinatus, and um, I've been sitting here waiting for it to show up. And one of the things I realize is that when it shows up, I'm not going to want to paint anything else. So <laughs> yeah, I, decided I should get to work on the night that uh, that AJ and uh, Teo and Jeremy and Eric and, and fucking everyone who pitched in and bought me. Uh, I have that now. So I was like, well, I guess I should start working on it. So I got the carapace to a pretty close to finished, uh, state now. I'd basically just have to like do some inking on it and, uh, and then like clear coat it all and it's done. Have you, so have you that's done transfers already? Yep. Oh, yeah. I've been doing the transfers earlier on now because of the weathering process, just sort of just, yeah, kind of changed my style a little bit with the, the transfers are no longer the last thing I put on before weathering powder. I kind of actually just put them on one. On yeah. Well, no, that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's it's done aside from the, uh, or just about done inside from like the skeleton itself that all needs to still be built and everything. So yeah. Uh, and then I wanted to get it to a state that when I'm done the Ordinatus, I'll want to go back to it and I won't just put it off forever. I'll have it like, like at a point where I can go and like be like, okay, I'll put like five or six hours and probably finish this thing. So, yeah. And then, uh, uh the big one is the Ordinatus came in the mail. So I, today is Friday. I got the Ordinatus on Wednesday. I came you built it Wednesday in night. like 20 minutes. It seemed like, yeah. Yeah. I built it. Uh, when I got home, it took like basically probably about three hours to build. And, uh, it was a pretty considering the size of it. It's, I, you, and you know, this AJ, cause you built it. It's a pretty simple kit for the yeah. size of it to build. I think. Um, yeah, but nonetheless, a huge, huge kit. So built it up. And then the next morning I started like spraying it black. And then when I got home after work, I sprayed it black again and, and sprayed it, you know, just like kind of kept coming, coming periodically back to it and like, getting coats on, letting them dry, getting coats on. Yeah. And then, uh, I decided to go ham and just like basically sat down after work and, and sat down for four hours straight with the airbrush and just like airbrushed, literally sat down, got home, didn't even get out of my fucking work clothes. I just sat down, <laughs> like didn't eat or anything and just airbrushed, did all the base coats on it. That's which fucking was like, commitment. Yeah. You're not, yeah, you're not excited finger, about it at all. My finger, like 
it has like, I can't feel the middle of it right now because I did like nerve damage from like using the, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, it's like weird. I guess I just have like a little blister that appeared or something, but that's, uh, yeah, that's called so, carpal tunnel is the beginning of that. Repetitive, hand, <laughs> repetitive small motions, man. That's what's going on. I haven't felt my fingertips in years. <laughs> But yeah, so I, and then uh, masturbation—that's a little different, too. Would yeah. I finger bang my asshole in my own time is a my own personal thing. <laughs> Moving right <laughs> along, <laughs> state that was an interesting statement. Beyond the fact that it was just it was just oh, too much information, it was also stated in interesting, <laughs> interesting order of words. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's uh, going along. And then uh, today, I be, uh, no, sorry, last night, I started just working on the tracks, um, doing all the track sections. So like, started picking out all the metallics and stuff like that last night, and then worked up to inking. Like I inked like two of the track, two two sides. Like did almost all of it. And then today, I did like basically finish all the inking finished all the highlights on all the freaking bolts. Cause Oh my God, the thing has so many rivets and every single rivet I'm, I'm, uh, pin washing and then highlighting <laughs> with freaking white. Yeah. So like I've just finished all of that and I've done weathering powder on two and a half track sections. I had to stop doing it cause of the podcast. And so basically, uh, and all the, uh, Fuck the podcast, the I want to yeah, pay more sorry, than sorry, John, yeah. sorry, we're taking <laughs> away from you painting. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> the track the tracks are uh, done in another like in about twenty minutes the tracks will be done after the podcast so yeah I'm feeling pretty good about that nice man it's, well it's it looks sweet. good like he sent me those pictures he already got some uh, some transfers on it and it looks all weathered and sexy so uh, yeah I'm I'm stoked running out so far so hopefully you I've got take like some, take down so some big out. things with it. Yeah, I hope so. If someone, if anyone will play against it, because it's because it's uh, it's kind of my my next goal is to get it on the table after I painted it. <laughs> I am going up to uh, I'm going up to Washington on the 11th uh, with Alex pa- pa- Pappas oh, the and the boys. Pa- oh, Pappy! Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's gonna pick me up at the ferry, and we're gonna go have a mega battle. And that's part of why I'm rushing to get this thing done so quickly is because uh, next uh, Saturday I will be using it in like a, oh, like shit. I don't know, shit, how big of a really, game, but it's going to be a big game. That's really quick, man. If you if you yeah. finish that thing in time and it's like done, done, I will be very impressed. I think it's going to be done. I, I had already said to the guys in the chat, I, there's a good chance it'll be like, basically tabletop by Sunday because I'm going fast. Yeah. Well, it's, that seems yeah. to be your MO right now in terms of when you're painting, you just like, you, you know, same thing with the Leviathan with the, you know, same thing with the, um, with the contemptors that you just finished painting the last time we were, we were talking, um, yeah. you're just going like fast and furious sitting down and kind of nailing the whole thing out, which is, kind of something that i think i'm gonna switch to for the, my next few little projects is just sitting down and isn't, isn't it nice 
It's like the nicest feeling in the world. It's like, oh, you just like it, been, you feel inspired. And I think it's different. It depends on what you're doing. Like for what I'm moving into, which we'll get to, it's adding on to an existing army, which I think that is a nice change. Where if I'm trying to like build a whole army, then I like almost need yeah. to do it more assembly style, or I'll just burn out on it more quickly. But yeah, it's definitely a different a different pace, and it's. I don't know. It's it for me. I kind of approach painting in different ways depending on what I'm doing at the time. So yeah, it's from what I have been. You know, with all the demon stuff I was doing, I was doing it a little bit more assembly line, or at least the trees, which almost killed me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it's we uh, repeat models. It's like yeah, you're right. It's like you're building a force. It fucking sucks. It's a different thing. And I've sort of learned over time that when I buy a bunch of shit and then have a ton of plastic laying around, I don't, I I don't really like doing armies that way anymore. And like, that's why I don't really, I have been buying stuff in my Mechanicum, but other than that, I really haven't been buying much heresy lately because I have like a huge backlog of stuff to still paint and shit. So yeah, I think it's a nice way of doing it for sure. I think, I think that's most of us with the large, with the large backlog. I think uh, yeah i mean i uh, uh, my sons of horse are half painted and i feel like that gives an idea of how ridiculous what? like my backlog actually is yeah i have <laughs> like 150 unpainted sons of horse infantry and like a bunch of tanks Jesus. bunch of uh drag claws or drag draw pods well that get yeah. on it bud <laughs> yeah yeah so that's kind of the Again, it's like I'm going to treat myself to this knight and this freaking uh, uh, Ordnatus, and then I'm kind of planning to go back and maybe do my another scout titan for Titanicus and then uh, start slowly cranking away at these reavers again. And then when I get the reavers done, I would like to actually start working on a tactical squad because I've never painted a tactical squad. Wait, a, only scout, a scout titan? What do you mean? Like a warhound? Uh, war, warhound. Okay, yeah, all right. Yeah, sweet. Just, just wanted to be clear. Yeah, no, you're yeah. right. That's what they're they're. I'm just. It's it's been a long <laughs> week, okay. It's, <laughs> but yeah, that is my uh, hobby progress. All right. So if you want to get into your just gigantic like B B B B B B C hobby progress. B B B B B C. Okay. It's like it's like. We added the other the extra B, and we don't know why, but it means it's more B. <laughs> okay, well, multiple B size. Um, I guess it's, like it's own B movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess, like chronologically, uh, since the last time we recorded, um, I guess this was like three weekends ago. I had um, a buddy of mine was ha- we were having a little bachelor, kind of like bachelor party for him so uh, i went over to vancouver for uh the day and i was like well i don't want to just go over for the party i should get up early and get on an early ferry and go and hang out with our boy with our boy brennan so i got up early went over and uh did a little trip to the spire and um brennan and i sat down to build i always he's got so much bloody terrain to build so i i love building terrain so i was like i'll come over and build terrain with you one day so we sat down and we built some of that um the new city terrain 
which now that I've actually sat down, we spent, I think we were, I was there for five hours and we built like one large building. Is it like snap fit? It looks like it's like snap fit. It's not snap fit. It's super, it's super modular. But the problem is, is that there's, there, the way that it's built, there's a lot of, there's way more pieces than like the old style, um, are you eating a poutine, you son of a bitch, Teo? I want that. <laughs> Laura made chili cheese fries. Uh, I want that. I want that all around my face, neck, and mouth, and butthole. And chest. And I'm just going to move my <laughs> window over you, Teo, so I don't need to watch <laughs> you eat that and get hungry. But, yeah, so it's a bunch of, like, little pieces um, that you need to – I don't know. It's just – it's a lot different than the um, OG city – um terrain that games workshop had so after sitting and building one building with brennan for uh like five hours my desire to have a table of that new city terrain has drastically gone down i would love to continue to play on boards like that but i don't know if i it's it's a hell of a lot to go through and build buildings for that thing but yeah we built a sweet ass building like a little uh we were we were considering it like a a governor's mansion or something like that and you know john you've seen some of those big city uh buildings uh, that he's built so he was just he kind of let me let me go free with my architectural mind and and we we built like what i would consider a large building, but what Brennan's doing, it would be like a small to medium building. <laughs> so, uh, wow. that was pretty cool. We went and had like a ramen lunch, had a little date doing that. And basically the whole time we were just, uh, doing some brainstorming about, uh, the big D because as you know, Brennan's going to be helping us out with the narrative and all that st- stuff. So we were starting to, to lay some, uh, some groundwork on that, which I- was fun. And, uh, and then, uh, after that, uh, headed off to war games camp. So, um, not too sure what the best, I think I'm just going to kind of go through things like I, so I fucked up is how to start this off. I (laughs) took down all my recording equipment except for the key cord that goes from my laptop to the recording equipment. So, I was not able to do any recording and didn't do a heresy after dark. I am sorry. I fucked up. That's all I have to say. (laughs) So um, I basically uh, got down there, um, did like multiple flights overnight to end up in Indianapolis at like 930 in the morning. Got picked up by Kurt and fucking Jay and Ezra. And they picked me up, and then we headed over to Kurt's house to... Basically, he hadn't packed anything yet (laughs) to go to War Games camp. So he just says, and he's just like, well, I guess I better start start fucking uh, packing. But uh, he's got a crazy setup. He's got two fucking rooms in his house dedicated to gaming. He's got a room... Yeah. He's got, like, his guest room is where his paint station is. And then he's got a whole separate room with a permanent table set up and, like, wall units and tons of beautiful armies all set up. Lots of unpainted stuff, so he as well has a backlog. But it's just like, Jesus Christ, Kurt, you are 
Your setup is dope. So I hung out with his dog. He's got a fucking wiener dog, which was terrified of me, but I was infatuated with. So basically it was like me running around Kurt's house trying the to catch dog this knew. dog. Oh, the yeah. dog knew. He knew. AJ loves wiener. Oh, he knows I want some of that wiener dick. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, I've always wanted adoption so badly. Like Ariel says that I can get one when I'm like 60 years old, but not before oh my God. that. You just like an old 60-year-old man painting minis with a dashing in your lap? <laughs> Fucking right. Yeah. Just being and being a bitch to people. Like oh, never barks at me, but barks at everyone else. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. So, uh, yeah, we hung out there for a bit and uh, then basically loaded up the truck, loaded up Jay's car. Jay drove from uh, D.C. to Indianapolis and, and stayed at Kurt, both Ezra and... Um, and Jay stayed at Kurt's house the night before, and I swear to God, like Jay's car was like bursting, fucking at the. It was like a, if you opened up a window, like models <laughs> were gonna fa- fall out. It was crazy, and and, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, why why he needed to bring so much, but he was like, I just want to be prepared. You know, you never know what's gonna happen at War Games camp. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we... Uh, That's why I always concealed carry and carry all my models with me at the same time. Like, like <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Jay has a concealed carry license. But. I know, I know. I just wanted to imagine that. <laughs> like, I'm ready for anything, bro. So we got, we got to camp, and uh, basically Jay, or not Jay, Kurt's wife, and uh, last, let me rewind, last War Games camp... We, our cabin was called Moon Jelly. And so we were like, we need... What? Yes. What? Yes. Your cabin at camp of know that. boys is called Moon Jelly? Yeah, did I never tell you guys that? No. <laughs> yeah. That is like peak, like fan fiction, botchy tea, like guy on guy erotica. Okay, so... Okay. <laughs> Just give me one second. You guys keep okay. talking for a second about the guy and guy erotica. <laughs> Fucking moon what? jelly? What is this reference to? I don't actually know. Just think of the name, man. It's like dudes in the moonlight with semen on their tummies. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> I missed that, but I'll, I'll listen back later and I'll laugh to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. It's a good idea. So anyway, we, I, I told, I knew that Vince was going to get, this is where we first met Vince was in moon jelly. That was like, he, me and Ezra. <laughs> like a gay bar. <laughs> I met Vince at moon jelly. I mean, <laughs> so I told Vince cause he was getting there early with Ryan to help set up. I was like, okay, you've got one thing to do. You need to find us the new moon jelly. So he found us new moon jelly, but not only that, but Kurt's wife, the darling that she is, made us a cabin sign. A cabin sign moon jelly! <laughs> so she made us a sign that is a jar full of purple, jelly. glittery, what I can only guess is moon jelly. So we had our own sign, which we promptly put on uh, the cabin that we got. And like... The funny thing is, is that the cabin turned out to be like there was two places that people could sleep. There was Moon Jelly 
or this other cabin. Of course, Vince didn't look at the other cabin and he chose like the first one that he saw, which ended up being like way more ghetto than the other <laughs> cabin. Like the other cabin was like super nice at these like leather couches where ours was like built in the 70s and was looking like it was falling apart. But it, it suited us. So there was like two separate rooms like big dorm rooms in this cabin so we were like what we considered moon jelly prime so that was <laughs> moon jelly prime me and ezra and fucking jay and barth and kurt and Vinny, we were all in moon jelly prime and then the other dorm room on the other side we dubbed that moon jelly secundus <laughs> that's so nerdy but pretty Food funny jelly secundus. and uh and fucking michael from rfi he got there like after me he is, i think his flight was delayed a bit so he's like yo man i gotta scope out a spot and he was like yo man come and stay in moon jelly and he's like moon jelly well, i'll come and stay there for sure and so like he gets set up and then when we're walking back to the gaming hall we like walk past the other fucking <laughs> the other fucking cabin and we check it out and we're just like Michael walks in there and he l- takes one look around and he turns to me he's like you fucked me AJ you fucked me look at this place it's way better <laughs> so anyway it, that was uh, that was pretty cool and now I am the proud owner of the moon jelly sign which I will cherish forever I think I'm gonna put this on the door to the guest bedroom into the uh, otter den so that can be moon jelly minoris or oh, yeah i don't know i don't know anyway <laughs> so um yeah basically um the first day was just like the first event our buddy trevor was supposed to run and like i don't know what happened to it but it kind of it was like the zm centurion game or event and it didn't really happen it was kind of just open gaming so um me and ezra teamed up or we didn't team up I should say, me, Ezra, and Kurt, and Derek from RFI played a little 2v2. So Ezra and Derek were rocking their Night Lords, and then I teamed up with Kurt with his Alpha Legion. So it's Alpha Legion and and my demons. And, um, yeah, we didn't get too far into it. We got, like, maybe three or three and a half turns in before uh, we had to get off the table so that the official 30k um event will frank's event could start but um we kind of like from the way it was going it looked like me and kurt were gonna win the one thing that i did figure out is kurt brought exodus the character that sniper character that the oh yeah yeah man that guy does work oh he can he was doing some work man just like picking people out from like picking out sergeants from the middle of the squads and shit like that. Like took out, uh, I think he took out Derek's warlord. Just like headshot. He's like their special. He's a special character. He's a sniper. Yeah, uh, he's got a bunch of different ammo. Alpha, Alpha Legion. Alpha Legion. Is he yeah. good? I thought. I thought he was like eight before or some shit. No, he's he's uh he is, but his gun's rending. Uh, okay. Uh he does have an AP two shot. Which is like the headshot uh, one? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what what shells he was working or what was going on, but he like had a sweet vantage point on on top of this like tower and was just just taking bitches out. That's yeah. He's got like one one of a he gets like four shots. It's only AP four, but it's got rending on it. 
Uh-huh. And because he's got and because he's got precision shots. I, yeah. And that was He's just like uh, oh, roll six, go on your your sergeant. Yeah, exactly. So um so yeah, that was uh it was a fun little game just to and chill with fucking Derek, who's always a, a blast to hang out with. Um so yeah, we started off Will Frank's like um thirty K narrative, the Battle of Rocancris. And my first game, Vinny called me out. So uh, my first game was against Vince and his Dark Angels. So Vince was running a full Raven Guard list. So it was all jet bikes, like his the entire 3,000 points jet bikes. And he had the, obviously loaded them all up with the molecular acid, acid shells. shells. So I, like, okay. started this game just being like, okay, I'm going to get my fucking shit pushed in um but surprisingly i did i didn't do too bad he still ended up taking the game but it was because he i think he got a little bit too cocky and Man, that really is an anti-demon list i never <laughs> that's crazy thinking about that right now because i'm like realizing that's probably one of the best lists because you, you i don't like, care about your fucking toughness you're just gonna get i don't care about shit. your toughness and i can stay away from you well like, so that was his downfall is that he didn't stay away from me and he got like right into my face really quickly instead of being cagey oh. and keep pulling back probably and didn't just, realize how tough those demons were did he yeah and he didn't realize <laughs> that i had the the sundering fangs to give them all ap2 hits so um, yeah. he still ended up taking that game, but I did much, much better than I initially thought I was going to do in, in that one. So obviously super fun playing with Vince. We were just laughing the entire time. I have some every single <laughs> picture I have of Vince from that game. He's like crying with laughter. And um, this is to me when camp like officially started because we're – me and Vince are talking, and Zach from um, um, Dela, Zach Delarosa from uh, Texas, who's like the life of the party. We're just like at one point we're just looking at him, and we're we, Vince points out to me. He's like, "Hey, did you you see that Zach is wearing fucking tearaway pants?" And I just <laughs> as soon as he said it, as soon as he said it, I was just like, "No man." wears tearaway pants for no reason and i like i called him out on it and he <laughs> he just like yes someone noticed and he just like rips his jersey off Come and off. pulls the pants off and he's wearing this onesie chippendale dancer <laughs> little fucking get up <laughs> that was just like instantly you pictures of this i have pictures of it yeah for sure okay. did you he, send, send these in the chat oh uh, i can i can do that he like instantly like you could see he was just like a volcano waiting to erupt he's like finally i can do this because he was sitting there he's like wearing Almost all these, sad you know he's hot he was like sweating because he's wearing all these layers to cover up this suit. Track suit oh my god it was so funny like kurt literally was walking around for like five to ten minutes just hold, holding his head like just being like i i don't know what just happened like what just happened? like he was just totally Totally uh, blown away here. There's uh, two pictures there for you guys in the chat. But um, so that to me was when it was like the icebreaker of icebreakers. Okay, camp's like in in full swing now. So um, we we did. Yeah, we did start a little bit late that night. So we only got like that. (laughs) 
that one game of uh, Rocancorous in. Um, the second game started the next day, um, and I played um, this guy named Evan who had his Raven Guard, and this was probably my favorite game of the weekend. Evan was just like a super laid back guy like me, like definitely much more of a hobbyist. Um, like had, I think it was like one of his first times actually he brought his Raven guard and it was the, I think one of the first times he was actually playing it, but, um, little like spoiler for a little bit later, but he cleaned up in the painting awards. He ended up winning, I think second for his, um, I think it was, um, what's the space Marine flyer? The Zyphon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So he got, he won silver with that. And then he, he had a recon squad, which he won a first place in the cult of paint, um, painting competition. And he had like this one, I guess, I think it was his sergeant or something like that, but his arm was like out in front of him and he got a little, um, what's it called? Epic space Marine. And put that on top of the dude's like vamp oh, race wow. or whatever, and it almost looked like a, a Star Wars like hologram, oh, like, yeah, kind of thing. So wow. cool, but yeah, we just had a like a, a great game. Uh, he did end up taking that one from me. Uh, this will be uh, an ongoing theme of my games throughout the weekend. Um, so. Played these? Did you use your own Dominion, or what did you use for the objectives? I was always doing table quarters. I just decided to go okay. with my Dominion um, uh, objective. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That that was just like a good a good game of just like constantly like we were just talking about painting, and you know, it it was good. It was it was definitely super laid back, and it was one of those that I like again. I almost got it, but he. He sneaked it away from me. Um, and then my third game in the Battle of Rocancris was against uh, my one of my heresy boyfriends, Barth, and his Alpha Legion. And uh, we m- had a lot of fun, like maybe too much fun. It was the oh, end right. of the night or like the e- after dinner. So we were like getting into the wobbly pops quite a bit. The keg was flowing at this point. We were maybe stepping outside for... Uh, hang out with some of the boys getting into that uh in, in the devil's lettuce um finally like <laughs> the devil's lettuce finally like will is like what the fuck is taking you guys so long like everyone else has finished their games i'm like trying to score the event and you guys still haven't finished so i think we p- probably like spent four plus hours playing this game uh <laughs> holy fuck yeah well with like a, a fair amount of breaks but uh yeah so that that kind of happened um I, I think it was at this point that or maybe it was during it was my game my second game no it was during vince the game with vince i need to rewind here like the toilets were out of the gaming hall right and it was kind of this dark little alcove that you had to go through to go over to the bathroom area and at this one point i see zach and he's like total cartoon like behind the edge of the door and like looking out in the gaming hall and i just see him like that and he makes eye contact with me 
with me, and he just points me out and does, like, one of these little finger, like, come over here. And I'm just like, oh, God, what's going to happen if I go over there? So I, I go over, and he's like, dude, he's doing kind of like a little bit of a pee dance kind of thing. He's like, you got to help me out, man. Like, I, I can't get out of this Chippendale suit by myself. I need, another, <laughs> I need another pair of hands. And if you don't help me, I will shit my pants right now. So I basically we had to, like, get butter out and grease him up a bit to, like, get him out of this fucking thing. That's actually not true. But it was very tight. Like I was, I was heaving on it. I thought it was gonna gonna bust out. But uh, and that's when I saw Zach's dick. <laughs> so, um, Wait, so it would have been an asshole. Yeah, because exactly. he was obviously pulling from the back. I was pulling from the back. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, so yeah, after my game with Barth on day two, uh, Barth ended up doing this late night social mixer. So we weren't supposed to have any, um, hard alcohol. It was only supposed to be beer and, uh, beer and wine at at camp. Yeah. So we kept this on the DL, but Barth is a, a bartender. So he ended up making us these amazing old fashions where he, oh, yeah. he got he had a cedar plank that he was using a blowtorch on to blowtorch the cedar plank, then put the glass over top smoke to smoke the glass out, and they were these smoked fucking old fashioned. Oh yeah. Ridiculously good. Um but it was definitely one of those occasions where it's like it's two thirty in the morning. I've had like a very large one of these plus drinking from a keg all day. And sure, why not? Why don't I have another one of these giant old fashioned? Definitely didn't need that other one. So woke up a little bit foggy on uh, the next day, which wasn't you just great. Pass it where you finish your old fashioned. No, no, no. I got back. I did. I might have. I did sleep in my short shorts and and my vest on night one, though. Like I, <laughs> I was so so drunk that I just got to my bed, climbed into okay. my. I even had my fanny pack still on, and I woke up <laughs> in the middle of the morning, being like, "My slider." Imagine you like sucking your thumb. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, woke up not feeling super fresh, and had to go and set up for the Titanic is event. So I'm like flipping tables and and you know getting it all set up for titanicus and then kind of the bummer for me of the weekend but um we had like 12 people signed up for the titanicus event which like me and will worked in to the whole narrative for the rogue uh system so or event so basically his event his 30k event was like the first initial skirmish if you will of the of this battle and then by the time the at event started it was like we need to call on for the big heavy guns uh to decide this and so we like did all these extra rules and had all these extra uh stratagems and stuff set up and basically only four people ended up showing up and all four of them were new to the game so the Titanicus event didn't really happen and we ended up just doing like two um, beginner games which were like beginner games at 1500 points so quite large 
beginner games. So yeah. basically, Will and I just ran those, and it took like five hours to, to play. Oh my god! These these games, which is fine. Like I, you know, I was helping Zach learn how to how to play. No, and, for sure. It's just, it, it's just a bummer that turned from being a full on event to five hours of teaching people how to play, two people to play. Yeah, <laughs> and so it definitely wasn't like what I was looking to do. But it, those four people walked away with some really sweet ass prize support because there were so few people that yeah. actually showed up. Um, but uh, the plus side of things is that basically now we have an event package that hasn't been used that we can use for. Uh, the Warriors weekend, maybe in uh, in April. Okay. Uh, so so. Um, that's uh, the way that I'm going to look at it. The um, Sadly, Vince and I didn't get to play our Battlefleet Heresy game. Uh, just, uh, the, oh, damn. Well, the schedule got moved around because some of the art classes had to change because of, like, the original building that they got, like the AC broke, so they had to move it to the other building, and because of that, classes kind of got pushed. And so the time that we were gonna do our game was then when he was running his his class of like how to run events. So it just it didn't work out, which really kind of sucked. But you know, uh, we will make that happen when he comes up, maybe for uh, our event in June. So kind of uh, not the greatest thing. But uh, some other highlights that w- of the event uh, was that I got our Bot GT cups, custom cups. Yeah, so, so excited with those. Uh, I I sent you guys pictures, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. just the you should put them on the page. I should put them on the page. Um, the font it, that uh, that um, Josh used for it is just Perfect. awesome. We've got like our names on them. Um, they have been used. Your guys, your guys' cups were <laughs> used and drank from the keg, so uh, I felt like they needed to be christened there. Um, <laughs> and yeah, it, it's, it'll bring us good omen. Exactly. Uh, we also had a f- uh, campfire one night, uh, which was pretty cool, and uh, just all gathered around the camp campfire, drinking from the keg, which was great. Uh, Vince's how to run event class was fucking hilarious. He like basically set it up in one of the cabins um, and like had a projector and did like this very well put together like how to run an event class. But for me, the best part was like his lab coat. He didn't, but he made such a fucking entrance. Like, he had music that he timed and, like, came through a door and was like, yeah, what's up? And, like, doing high fives to everyone, like, running down the line. <laughs> like, and, a, uh, like a fucking evangelist? Yeah, or, like, Price is Right. Like, come on down, Vince. And, like, yeah, it was fucking pretty jokes. Um, other highlights for me were uh, the Cult of Paint um, painting class. I ended up taking third for the vehicle and monsters category for my big Cromlech demon. So uh, I might not have won any games, but I won the painting or won something in painting, which I'm very stoked on. And I also won best overall painted army uh, for 30K with my demon. So the big ass, uh, that's the stuff that I'm super into. So I was very humbled with that. Uh, sadly, someone ran off with my prize, <laughs> which we are, which we're blaming on the 40 K people that were there. But, uh, I was supposed to get a vision. visions of heresy. Yeah. 
the, the Visions of Heresy hardcover book. Uh, someone like took off with it, but I ended up getting a Primark poster, which I'm going to get framed and put up down here in the Otter Den, and also um, as a little concept. Huh? Which Primark? The like the book, the Primarks of all of them on the bal- on the balcony. Oh, and, and, uh, cool. And the mustering nice. fields of Ulanor. Um, so yeah, I'm going to get that like dry mounted and put up, uh, down here. And, um, as like a little consolation prize, um, Will's brother works for SpaceX. He, I believe he's on like the pad safety crew, but anyway, Will ended up giving me, um, a mission patch. Do I have it here? No, it's upstairs. Um, a mission patch from one of the dragon, uh, crew or the Dragon cargo missions that went to the International Space Station, and this patch actually flew up to the International Space Station and back. So, for me, oh, space boners. Uh, for me, as a big space enthusiast, like that is the sweetest fucking prize that I could have got. So, uh, other than maybe the moon jelly sign, and also Vince gifting me the vengeful spirit, which if you guys have it, I'll put up some pictures it's online. Huge. It's massive. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, it was a great, great event. Uh, huge shout outs to Ryan Kimmel for organizing the whole thing. Um, his wife, Emily, and um, her mom did all the cooking for all of camp. And it was wow. it was ridiculous. My one regret is I didn't weigh myself before I went down and then weigh myself after because, oh, my God, I ate a lot of food. The highlight for me was they had these um, – they had boneless chicken breasts or, like, they were kind of small, maybe breast cut chicken in Chicken thighs? No, they were definitely breasts, but I think they were cut in half. And then they were wrapped in bacon – and then they had a glaze over top of them. So the whole, like, the bacon, can't like, caramelized and, like, candified. Yeah. And all of the juicy goodness was, like, locked inside. Like, I, I yelled out, like, give me a fucking dirty spoon and a syringe right now so I can start freebasting this chicken. It was <laughs> unbelievably good. Like That's awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so food was great. And then, obviously, hanging out with all my boyfriends. Of like Vince and Kurt and Jay and Barth and Ezra and it was pretty awesome. Um, you know, I had to w- sadly say goodbye to people the Sunday night and went to bed at like I don't know. I think I went to bed at like just after midnight. And when I ended up getting up at four o'clock in the morning, a lot of people were still up and still going and supposedly i miss zach like streaking running around the camp and then they ended up stealing <laughs> it stealing his shorts and putting them up the flagpole <laughs> what? Yeah. that's awesome this was after they finished the keg so uh i was a little bit heartbroken that i missed that but um yeah it was definitely super fun time um i got back from camp and basically unpacked and then completely cleaned up my hobby station so i could start fresh on a new project now that the demons are done and so i have gotten back into my iron hands after basically i think like i don't even think i was working on iron hands at all since we've been recording this podcast i don't believe uh, no, you haven't. So, yeah, it's been like, I think, oh. like a two and a half, three year break from my Iron Hands. But since then, I have 
painted up my glaive, which I just need to do a few more washes and get some um, some transfers on. And then I've also painted up uh, Land Raider Proteus, which is the same thing. I just have to do a couple more washes and some transfers. And uh, just before... Sorry? You should name your glaive and put, like, a Mechanicum transfer on it somewhere. Symbolize that it's, like, in union with the Mechanicum. I like that idea, John. I like that idea a lot. Um, like a gift for, like, a four-year-old? Well, that it, it, my the narrative behind my... Um, behind my iron hands is that they're all uh, they're all survivors from Istvan that have hooked back up with the Mechanicum. They, as they were fleeing, they fucking ran into a Mechanicum force and then they buddied up with them. So, like bros. Yeah, they bro fisted, and I think a transfer uh, would be perfect to uh, to. That'd be awesome. You could say that it was narrative. destroyed. Sorry? You could say that it was destroyed. You could say that the the, the glaive was destroyed at Istvan, and they brought it. It was like on board one of the ships yeah, they yeah. escaped with, and then the Mechanicum, like the guys that you met up with, the the um, order reductor that they met up with, they they repaired it. They like rebuilt it, yeah. and put their like stamp of approval on it. I like that a lot. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Um, so yeah, I've I also been painting uh, Scorpius Whirlwind, which I was working on just before we uh, started recording here, and just kind of doing an inventory of all the stuff that I don't have painted. So I, it was funny because um, I did a whole lot of, I think I was doing about three or four squads plus four or five tanks and then two Leviathans that I was doing all assembly line. So I got about halfway through all of it. So now I'm just going back and basically finishing these things off. So I think I'll be able to pump out actually quite a bit of stuff with not a a huge amount of work, at least for AJ's slowness of painting. I think I'll be able to pump out stuff pretty quickly. So uh, I basically have like worked on um, a list using immortals as my troops and have like two squads of immortals in land Raider, a, a 10 man squad of terminators in uh, Spartan. I've got my glaive and two Scarens and that's like a 3000 point list. So I'm kind of working on uh, that um, for, I don't know. I don't really have an event for it, but that's what I'm working on. So just need to order some, me some Volkites. Uh, Cause I originally, when I built these, I built these immortals, but basically built them as breachers because at the time, like three years ago, you know, immortals were not the greatest Garbage. option. So now I just need to figure out how to break these um, bolters off nice and clean and swap them out for some Volkites. And uh, yeah, looking forward to diving into this uh, project again. So uh, I think for my There's shame. Some- I'm not I should gonna... show you some pictures. Like, how far have you gotten on those those uh, destroyers? Or not the destroyers? Or the uh, are they just like basically base coated? Uh, they're basically base coated, and now I just have to start doing the details for them. I should show you some pictures. Like, there's this one guy that I follow I've on Instagram. Seen enough and his pictures of dicks, John. It's <laughs> <laughs> but for real, his yeah. uh, his destroyers are so they're like they're gorgeous. They have like a really deep um, red okay. on the shield, 
the shield goes from like black into like a really deep red at the bottom. Okay. Cause it's, I, cause he, he's doing uh red square, uh, red talent or uh, what are they called? Um, he's doing the, Morgal probably. Patek Morris guys. Yeah. Morgal. But yeah, it just, it just looks oh, it's so, so hot. Something like that would be awesome on the shields. I saw this one guy on Instagram that was, I don't know exactly how he did it. I have a feeling it was just a, a mid, like a, a light dry brush before he did a silver dry brush over top of his base layer. But he did like a little bit of green in there. And it really, oh, I've seen that. It yeah. really popped well. But I'm too like, I'm kind of like set in this way that i'm doing it so i'm gonna just keep sure plowing forward but uh no definitely send it to me because i'm always interested in seeing uh hot new schemes you know um yeah but uh yeah i've got like i think i've got another 10 of these guys that i've got to build and just got to get some volkites for them and then i think this is going to be my project for the next little while so I think my shame will be somewhat around uh, these boys, but we'll, uh, we'll talk about that next episode. <laughs> what Teo said. Yeah. <laughs> what Teo so, uh, said. That, that's my long-winded, uh, my long-winded hobby progress. So Teo, I'll kick it to you. My hobby progress has been jack shit. <laughs> shit. So you didn't get your shame. And then no, you-, you guys get to shame me. Shame me. Oh, oh yeah. Shame the fuck out of me. John and I will. I, you know, it's funny is that there, I got a lot of comments at heresy camp of, of things that we could that we should get John to do a shame, and I keep telling them, I'm like, he, 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 it's never gonna happen. Like he, 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 he's just always <laughs> fucking winning this damn thing. So, you know, I got lots well, of ideas. Well, John, John, John has a very conservative goal list. Sometimes I have had less conservative ones in the past, but yes, for sure. Yeah. So we will. We'll have to think of some shame for you, Teo. Maybe I, I, I'm, I'm a hard one. I'm a hard one to shame. Well, yeah. it's it's more for our entertainment. I think at this point, yeah. like I I like I want to see the Southern Bell show up at at some point, but we'll have to decide if that's going to happen sooner rather than later. That's a lot of money. Those dresses aren't cheap. Oh no, dude, we're going to get you the cheapest dress. To, uh, the cheapest dress. We're just going to go to a uh, used clothing store. Yeah, we need to find something get floral. XX. We need to get yeah. you a big ass hat and, <laughs> and and hankies so you can draw. Oh, oh. so many hankies. <laughs> I definitely need hankies. This oh can I can you guys get me like one of those fans and be like, this southern flower is a, a wilton. Yes, we <laughs> we can definitely yes. find you some fan of some sort. Uh, yeah, that'd be lovely. I'll drink mint juleps all day. Mm. Jumbe. <laughs> Give me another mint julep. So is it, I think we can say that this is going to be at the dudes, dudes on dudes singles event. I think we, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's yeah, Okay. Or I, I don't know. Are you guys, are both of you guys going to Kippers? I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's my daughter's birthday. Oh, then the, yeah. I'll answer that for you. No, you're it's not. just in town. So yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe yeah. one day. <laughs> that's yeah. The <laughs> not the day that's not her birthday. Yeah. Is that the Sunday or the Saturday? Uh, goop 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 do doop. Uh, you on front, the hot uh, seat. <laughs> uh, the Saturday I wouldn't be able to go. Oh, that's the day the bar is well, open. Well, I, I can. I just, I, it's, it's my ex-wife's time with the girls, so I just have to leave for Joey's birthday. Gotcha. So I don't want to commit to gaming, but I can commit to drinking. <laughs> <All right. laughs> at least you're keeping it classy, but I, baby. But I am pretty quick at gaming. I, you could just like rally my first game, go to the birthday, come back and rally my second game. It's true. You could. You just need the right partner. Oh yeah, it's isn't that what it's all about, boys? Finding the right partner. I guess. I guess so. If you anyone you were looking for a good partner, remember in February we're having the dudes looking for dudes. <laughs> Singles bash, be there. Singles bash, find yourself a gaming partner. The one thought that I had that I was talking to John, it's like if we do have any, like if we had any money for it and like if enough people came i was like it'd be great to get a whole bunch of plastic flower like roses and it could be like the uh, bachelorette that you just like uh, your favorite <laughs> person that you played a game with you give them a rose yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> someone walks away with a big bouquet yeah that's right bouquet bukake, right. who knows bouquet bouquet or bukake <laughs> subtle Either way, you're leaving like a pretty gal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Either way, I, you're leaving with some moon jelly. No, no, moon jelly sacred. Don't you don't get dirty with moon jelly. <laughs> oh, wait, wait till you hear what I thought. About. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. Oh, when you were gone, we and John were talking moon jelly. Oh. <laughs> Oh, dirty. I can't wait to listen back now. Uh, uh, bet oh, Louis C.K. loves moon jelly. I'll bet you he does. I'll bet you he does. <laughs> um, okay, so we've got a little bit of homework here is we need to think about what our shames are going to be from basically the beginning of October to the end of the year. So put your thinking caps on, boys, and... Uh, we can, or you can just do a repeat of yours, Teo, that you failed. Uh, I'm going to do a repeat of mine, but I might add to it because I'm literally building jet bikes as we're talking. Ooh, excellent. All right. Big dick and bike sticks, dicks and bikes. Don't drop them. Drop them all. Wow. <laughs> all right. So we will be back to talk about our favorite heresy novels. Boop, boop, boop. Wow, John, your hobby game's looking pretty swole. Yeah, it's because I've been uh, clanging and banging at uh, Everything Games out there in Langford, but Everything Games? You mean Rob Store? Yeah, they've got pretty much everything for all your uh, hobby game needs. Everything Games has all your hobby needs, from Plastic 30K, Adeptus Titanicus, Warhammer 40K, Age of Sigmar, X-Wing, Magic, and Board Games. Everything Games has you covered. Visit everythinggames.ca for more. Hot bakes, hot bakes, hot bakes and books. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
That's not what I was expecting. I was expecting, <laughs> I was expecting big, and then you're just like, "Hi, my name's Teo." <laughs> I got I got to throw you some curveballs every once in a while. I guess so. <laughs> hot fakes, hot fakes. Oh, you're saying hot bugs? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's gonna be such a weird transition. Yeah, that it, that it is. <laughs> so you gotta make it like a super loud like and then it's like hop bigs hop bigs <laughs> so yeah we're we're uh john came up with this of uh of like why don't we talk about some of our favorite uh books in the heresy that we've read and uh we're not going to go into like super in-depth like age of darkness uh, level of not detail the model of the book, but we'll give you our sort of what we liked about it, like overview of like us, some of the things we liked about it. Exactly. Maybe. Like if you're looking for a new book, maybe you'll, uh, maybe you'll get hot tantalized books. from, uh, the bot GT hot book, uh, hot list. books, <laughs> hot books, hot books. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh so hard. Neither, like, neither do we. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid. So we're not going to respect that. I think. I think maybe all. Do you, how do you want to do this? Do you want to each go through our list, or do we want to? You go. I go. What are you thinking here, John? Way you just go through our list, probably. Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll get Teo to go first because he sort of seems like he he was sort of expressing he might have the least to sort of cover. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or you said it was. It's been a. It's been a while since you read it's one been of these. Yeah, so it's been a while for me reading a heresy novel. To be honest, it's uh, I I have so much going on all the time. I really never really have time to like sit down and actually read a book. And by the time like I get cozy on the couch or like on the bed, I'm just passed out. Audible in your hot dog stand. And I play guitar at the hot dog stand. Fair enough. And you don't know how to read. And I don't know how to read. (laughs) That does, that does help too. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) It was, I just had to. I'm a I'm an illiterate son of a bitch. That's not true. I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, so I just I don't have a lot of time to read, and I feel bad because I haven't like people are talking about like uh, Master of Mankind and all this jazz and Solar War, and I'm like I would love to read them, dude. You should I should give you the next time I see you, I'll just give you the Solar War because it doesn't matter, like. I'm super behind in terms of the books as well, but like Solar War, I think you can get into if okay. you don't if you don't care about spoilers, which I don't think. No, you Solar care. Sort of a uh, it's it's like a season beginning in a way. Yeah, it, it's like I don't think you need to. You're going to have a better idea of what's going on if you if you've read all the books, but I definitely don't think it's hundred percent needed to get enjoyment no. out of those. At least that's what I'm saying to myself do? because I haven't the read other, all of them. <laughs> the other thing you could do if you want to get crazy and you just don't want to have to read all the books is there are definitely like some redditors out there who will read the books and they will put up like synopsises of the yeah, books yeah. if you just read through. Whatever. 
Did yeah. you say Redditors? Yeah. That's a thing, eh? Redditors. Like people on Reddit. Yeah, I, I got yeah. I got that. I'm just feeling my age, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can uh, talk about the book first. Get into them. Um, yeah, so uh, I really just went for like the big notable books. Um, I'm going to start with non-colonical ones, I guess. So uh, the one non-colonical book is I read the uh, uh, the Robute Primark book. Um, I was a big fan. A lot of people didn't like it because it's not super action intense, but I really enjoyed it because it gave a really like in-depth look to what the emotional turmoil a Primark goes through. Because a lot of people forget that Primarchs aren't space marines; they're not psycho conditioned. That's true. Yeah, I guess I didn't. Well, they're not psycho conditioned. They're more human. Than a space marine is. And they all have daddy problems. And they all got daddy issues. Um, and we're reading Robute's book and like getting to know like his mother a lot more too. And his his mom is a fucking badass. I I I I've gotten that I I've gotten that from um what's it called? Um Unremembered Empire. I guess that's the only yeah, yeah. one that I've read it that's weird chat a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. She's not in the book a lot, but just just she's in some pivotal points that like the the relation that like he's a Primarch, but there's moments in his life that he still doesn't know how to deal with what's going on in his own head, and he has this presence of his mother to be like, "Yo, I got you, boo." <laughs> <laughs> Direct quote from the book. <laughs> Direct quote from the book. I got you, boo. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, it, it will. It, if you're like looking for maybe less action and more, I guess the how a legion functions and all the and like understanding a primark more at his base level, I think it's a really good book for that. And when does that happen? But also, like, when does that book take place? Is that ooh. that's before? Is that before he's before the heresy? Okay. Yeah, it, yeah. It's it's also a good insight into the way that the the Ultramarines work as a legion in general. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's how yeah. how they function. So, like, if you're playing an Ultramarines army, I would recommend reading that book. Not if you're a Rebute fanboy, but to understand how your army is. Yeah, because you, John, you've read most of those Primark books, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't dived into any of those yet. I think I. I'd like to eventually up and down. read. I'd like to get one as well. It was good. Yeah. I'd like to read the Ferris uh, one. That's the one that I that calls that one's to me. not good. Well, I hear the the Angron one's really good. I heard it's not bad. Yeah, it's actually it actually t- turned around. I didn't like it at first, but then when it kind of got to its point, it actually was pretty good. The Angron one. <laughs> um, and then I'll switch to like so in the Heresy novels. Um, I was a huge fan of both uh, Prospero Burns and the Thousand Suns book. Hundred percent. Well, they're just so good. Uh, they give a really good insight on both both legions and how they function and how they fight and what the animosity you actually have between them. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that like, I personally really liked the thousand sons one. I, it's hard to say more, but I guess that is what I'm saying. Um, but at the, I know the one of them is a weaker book. I just can't remember which one it is. Yeah. I they're like, so they're so different though. They they're are extremely different. I really loved the, you know, it, with Prospero Burns, how it was like, okay, this is this is 30k 
Space Wolves, and that was our real introduction to oh yeah to 30k Space Wolves and how different they are than what we know as uh, 4k. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And and it definitely like with Thousand Suns, it's more of the actual. It has more of the actual battle of um, it does Prospero than Prospero Burns, which. The title it's kind of funny. Is but it also confusing. gives you this. Well, view the biggest the biggest thing that I in the books is that Thousand Suns is from the perspective the perspective of someone losing, whereas yeah. more so whereas Prosper Burns is more of a glorification. Yeah, that's true. Um, so depending on what boner you need. <laughs> I love, I love stories like that too, like the ones that it's like from the from the, it's oh, like sorry. Halo Reach, the Halo Reach of fucking. It's just it's probably the same reason why I like that that Rogue One is the only Star Wars movie I actually like because it's like those ones where they lose at the end. There's always something kind of bittersweet about it. There is. <clears throat> um. Uh, so the next book, so both of those books kind of lumped into my head, but uh, next book was the first Heretic. Um, because that that's book a is good just, book. that's such a good yeah. book because you get a really good insight of like what's really happening in the legions that are falling. Yeah, well, yeah, and just the whole the book was surprisingly good. Yeah, yeah. it was. It, oh. I read that one when I was in Peru, and it was it was definitely one that I originally started. Like, I'm a canonical reader. I want to read them all as much in order as possible. So I'm just like, all right, this is the next one up, but I wasn't super stoked in it. And it was definitely one of those, uh, books that I was like, I really would like to collect this army after like Argyll. Argyll. Look, why does he not have rules? God, fuck a damn it. I know. I know. Right. You (laughs) you and so many other people have said, I know. Um, but he's so awesome. But yeah, just seeing the full, like the, the beginning of the heresy and the fall of the world word bearers that start off this whole crazy thing that we love so much. I, I, I think to me, it's one of the most pivotal books of the entire series. I think. It's, it's, it's a big one. Yeah. It's um, very good. And then the last book that I really enjoyed was uh, actually descent of angels talking about the uh, dark angels. That's like the origins of the Dark Angels, right? Yeah. Yeah. The one that... Yeah, I remember that one. And that is one that I think a lot of people poo-poo, but I love it. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I know some, like a lot of people are, didn't, I guess, it wasn't Space Marine enough for them because it, for the most part, for like it's, three quarters of the book, it's all before the, the uh, Space Marines are found and it's all about yeah. Lionel Johnson being a knight and leading all the knightly it's orders. Kind of, it's and, awesome about it. I remember well, that's that. what I, I really like, enjoyed about it because, because it really gi- it gives you a good glimpse of what happens when the totally. Imperium comes to your planet. And it, it just fucks it up. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. It just yeah. fucks it up. You're love, just done. I love the one scene where I it, it's in, towards the end of the book, and I forget the characters. It could be the two main characters in it, but they're like on one of the fortress parapets, and they're looking over, just watching the land being completely transformed. And, and oh yeah, it's and, like this used to be forest, and now it's just concrete. Like. Yeah, exactly. And the Mechanicum have rolled in and started to set up, uh, you know, factories Sorry. and stuff like that. And yeah, they're just awful. like. What the hell is that? What have we kind of 
and the fact that the the emperor showing up is like two thirds of the way through the book is it, it's like a, one of the coolest parts of the book because it's like there's a lot of gravitas and it's like like very crazy like holy fuck the emperor finally showed up like this is like a because the whole book is just like up until then it's not a fucking space marine book it's no, just like not. it's like a yeah. fantasy novel <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I definitely one of my favorites. I've uh, it's still I've I still haven't gotten to the um, what's the other the third book in the series of it's got Lionel and Night Hunter fighting on the on the oh yeah um, I'm totally blanking on I that. I know I have the book that, in my shelf but yeah um, oh I don't remember the name of it but I know what you're talking Angels about Angels yeah. Caliban is that it Yes yeah that's yeah. Yeah, I still but, uh, haven't gotten to that one, but need I to. can't remember. It is in Descent of Angels when they're like kind of going in the, in the when they're actually being Space Marines, and they uh, meet up to like shore up what the White Scores had done. I think is that's it? in the next one. Oh, okay, yeah, it is in the next one because yeah, that was like a good identifier with the White Scars. That that is actually what made me want to start White Scars. Really? Okay. The, it was because it was just like they're the god dudes. Just like yeah, we don't trust any other Legion. <laughs> like we're not staying here to help you with this. We're peacing out. Like <laughs> Scar Scars was also another really like Scars was also really good. It's like it really, really, really gave the White Scars a personality. It was the first book that ever well, did that. It was I was um, I was talking to a friend of uh, mine about like all the books and the and they're wondering like why is the Alpha Legion and like the White Scars getting so like just such really cool rich backstory and their characters so dynamic it was like because they didn't really have lore before yeah exactly well definitely yeah. so the they, scars they, didn't for sure no so like the writers kind of have like this leeway of being able to like do whatever you want with these awesome new characters i and i think totally. i think that point is one of the reasons why i liked prosper burn so much is because it was like Holy crap! This is like a completely different legion in ter- from the legion that we think we know with the, oh yeah with the wolves, right? Of just yeah. being so different than what we're you know if you've been in this hobby since you were twelve years old, like Stupid. I have, you know, it's just like what that, is totally like, I different. Think it's, is it in Thousand Suns or Prosper Burns when like they're in the library spire? And Magnus is with some I think some Terminators in the middle, and the wolves are coming up to go burn the library and they all have their shields interlocked and they're all just like chanting. I'm pretty sure that's thousand sons. Yeah. 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 And like Magnus is like holding him still and then Lehman Rust roars and it stops the psychic. Yeah. That's definitely sons. Yeah. That's a fucking like that, that moment you knew that regardless of what Magnus thought, he was afraid of Lehman Rust. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. And also just like, oh, there's not any psychic energy in that whatsoever, is there? Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. a little bit more of the uh, pot killing, calling the kettle black. And, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, then you got like a, a nice little mix there of both books that are, you know, I would consider like Thousand Suns and like, I guess, less first heretic, but... Like you've got a lot, a lot of books there that are more of like kind of intrigue and less kind of bolter porn of more of like the the setup I, for the, a lot. The, of, it's funny because the bolter porn tends to put me asleep. 
Uh, yeah, same. It's kind of boring. Like, some like, of it's really good. Like, it's cool, but Red like, is a really good example of a book that has a lot of bolter porn, but it's like good bolter porn. It's like yeah. actually like awesome scenes. But yes, there's a lot of it that's just like, all right, okay, okay. Like, like I play yeah. the game. Like I want, I want to read the books to get insight on the characters and the development of how how their maybe the armies function. Less about like the actual fighting because the actual just fighting, describing. Kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Don't ruin my immersion. <laughs> All right, John, you want to go next? Sure. So, yeah, um, my list is a little bit bigger because I tried really hard to nail this down to five books, but I couldn't do it because uh, <laughs> there's just some stuff I really like. Um, so the first one I've got here is uh, Slaves to Darkness. Um, that's a pretty recent one. Yeah. And um, it is sort of, I would say, is kind of almost to see this the Horus Heresy conclusion aside from uh, another book that I'll mention after this uh, is the actual like final book in the Horus Heresy series this one is sort of setting the stage for the entire like solar war and it gives a ton of insight into um, Horus's like plans and there's just a lot of crazy cool shit that happens happens in it it basically is a focus completely on the trader primarchs and it's kind of given you an idea of where they're where they're at at the end of the the sort of at the at the end of the heresy just before sieging of terra where they are in the universe and it's basically the story of, of getting them all united so that they can attack terra but at the same time of all all that's happening horus is like a mobile on his throne he's basically dying and he can't control his fleet and it's like this crazy it's just a crazy story it's basically like the story of how horus almost lost the heresy before the heresy even even got to terra and like there's just a lot of cool like sons of horus going not like going crazy and starting to like turn on themselves and like um yeah there's like some betrayal shit there's a bunch of demon primark stuff which is really awesome there's uh Perturabo going and finding angron which is one of the fucking coolest like arcs in any of the heresy novels i've ever read like there's some really really good stuff in it so slaves to darkness might actually be my overall favorite heresy novel it's really, really good Okay. That's bold. It's really good. Uh, I put Betrayer here. Uh, Betrayer is like a classic. Everyone loves Betrayer. Um, It is the first book that really gave the world leaders a character and made you sort of the the concept of uh, the males. Psychopaths. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And Uh, and there's a scene in Betrayer that I really liked when. they're like going up and they're like in a ship dock or whatever. They're trying to sneak up on the ship and the, the, the whirlies are just like keep killing the servitors and shit as they're walking past them. Yeah. Just endless. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's sort of the, it's one of the books where you get more acquainted with Karn and it's just like, it's a really, it's awesome. Um, it's just a good like world eater book. There's lots of fucking violence and stuff, but there's lots of awesome like character interactions. There's lots of like, uh, 
there's some really cool shit in it. There's uh, there's a contemptor dreadnought character who's like one of the coolest characters ever. Some really neat scenes scenes of dreadnoughts in it. Um, yeah, really like that book. But some everyone likes that too. book. There's a reason for sure. Some sad parts for sure. Yeah, yeah. lots of uh, word no. pairs action as well in that one. Yeah, there is in and Ultramarines as well. Yeah, it's good. Uh, and then I put a uh, master of mankind. Uh, that's another, like master of mankind is a really cool book because it's a, the setting is so different and the theme is so different from the other books. And it's like, it centers around custodes mainly and mechanicum and some of the stuff in it is just, just awesome. It has the emperor in a more sort of closer to a first person perspective. And like, there's just some great, some great stuff in that book um yeah i think if you're like if you're a mechanicum player or a custodes player that book is a must uh, you, or de- even demons or demons like yeah things. you're it's, that's yeah. very true the the yeah. some of the highlights for me from that book are like the um when that magos gets turned into like the super magos and the construction of yeah. of her like that is such a cool scene um, but it also yeah, it really it's the ha- first book. That, sorry, no, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say it's the first book that also I feel like really like you get uh, an uh, an idea of what an Archmagos Prime like what how sophisticated they are, and yes. it gives you like oh this is what like a Magos is. It's like they're almost like a Primarch when they're when they're jacked up like that. They're just like, like interfacing into like this web way of of fucking logistics and like you mean um, strategy and yeah yeah it's yeah no you're yeah. you're right it, it definitely like it, it, as soon as i read that part i was like okay i want to go down to the otter den and start building a, a new magos because yeah, yeah. If that doesn't get your juices flowing for some hot magos uh action i i don't know what will for sure I think what I was going to say before um, was um, the other thing that it gets into is uh, it's the I think like one of the only books that you get an inner glimpse of kind of the the emperor's thinking and you just you see how how much of a cold ass bastard he is. He's he's a cold hearted lover. (laughs) It's interesting because it gives you a it makes you realize how cold he is but then it also gives you the view into his plan and it there's like a tragedy to it as well because it does it is almost like this like it's this dream of like humans becoming completely independent from the warp and not not needing to rely on it and there's like a sad aspect to it because it's definitely like it there is a little bit of a feeling of like oh he almost had it yeah felt like he was almost there like mm-hmm you'd almost achieved that there was lots of problems and there's lots of things that led to the undoing of it. And, and we all know that because the heresy happened, but like, (laughs) it's also like you could, it's this, it's this almost noble cause. It's like, he's weird because he is, though he is so um, arrogant and he's so um, cold and just uh, sociopathic he also is sacrificing himself in a way to this, to this cause. And mm-hmm. it's like, he does, he sees himself from this much like 
this it's almost like this detached sort of it's just this necessity that he sees everything he's doing with and it's it's like it's not that he's necessarily acting on emotion it's it's that he's literally like trying to create a uh an empire that like uh i'm trying to think of the word a sufficient uh, self-sufficient empire well it's uh yeah for lack of a better term i'm trying to think there's a word i'm thinking it's on the tip of my tongue but but yeah it's just this sort of trad tragic yeah it's good though it's really good um his, yeah his, and another then, highlight for me of those is his <laughs> i won't say anything more than this but his conversations with malkador that happen as little mini chapters like i i won't yeah. say anything more because there's Makes a bit of a spoiler things. on that but yeah wow those are those are gripping conversations for sure yeah and then uh yeah so the next one i've got here is mechanicum yeah um before reading Mechanicum, I had no interest in the Mechanicus stuff, if I'm honest. Um, it never really pulled to me that much, and Mechanicum sort of was the first glimpse into giving them personality and just evoking some of the coolest like imagery in all of the heresy. There's, like, there's a scene when Legio Mortis is sort of like the rest of Mars doesn't know that Legio Mortis is traitor. No one knows that the, what's going on in terms of like the Horus heresy, but there's like, there's some like scenes where Legio Mortis is like bluff charging Legio, Legio Tempestus and stuff like that. And they're just like the war, the scenes with the war horns and just there's like, you know, fucking it's the first time you're introduced to Myrmidons and just introduced to all these different inner workings in the Mechanicum and how they interact with each other and how they're just like all these different facets of like religious belief and bureaucracy within that. And yeah, there is re- like the relationship between the Mechanicum and the Emperor as well as like highly goes into quite a bit. Um, like yeah. the, the the opening chapter of the Emperor coming to Mars, like you know, hundreds yeah. of thousands of, so years, hundreds awesome. of years before is so Meets with a night awesome. Yeah. 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 It's awesome, dude. And that was very I think, cool. Maybe one of like, obviously nights have been around since, uh, Epic, but I'm pretty sure that was one of the first, um, like references of them in the novels of, of nights as, um, ever. I think it was. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, knights, and um, there's a there's a couple other small things too. Like they mention Myrmidons in it as well. There's a few things they mentioned that are just like they didn't really exist in 40k or whatever. And then like this book kind of almost seems to have, if not just invented them, just acknowledged them. And like, yeah, there's some robots too in it that they mentioned. Like, but yeah, it's it's a really good book. It's uh, it's one of the ones that holds up of the originals that I think like I'm less inclined to be a, as big of a fan of the original books simply because I think that like I think the books are only getting better. So personally, it's like with some of the, the more recent ones, there's been some like really strong contenders, but this one really does hold up. 
Um, and then the next one I have is the, basically the sequel to that book. Um, it's called Cybernetica. Now don't this is into, the short. Don't story. go into tons of detail because I, I I don't want this one spoiled. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I, is it please. okay if I just give an idea of what the book is about? Absolutely. Yeah. Just about no major Walt spoilers okay. for me. So the book, this book is basically about um, it's about Mars and or, and Terra and Gilliman's plan to deal with Mars because after Mortis walks on Mars, Mars basically gets all the forges, all the fighting over the forges and stuff. It goes to the traitors and, and becomes completely Mars becomes completely traitor controlled. And eventually Terra basically stations a massive fleet outside of Mars to just quarantine it. Um, so Gilliman has the question of how do we deal with Mars? And he looks to the, sorry, Dorn rather. Yeah. Yeah. Dorn. So Dorn has this idea. It's like, well, how do I deal with Mars? Well, they have, um, the, uh, what is the fucking, uh, fabricator general who is basically the overall master of all of the Mechanicum. He's basically the closest thing to the emperor that the Mechanicum have. Um, he is, he is basically like gone fully traitor. So the Imperium basically puts up their, their own fabricator general. He's like the loyalist fabricator general. And, Dorn goes to him and, and basically they're trying to like surmise how they deal with Mars. And Dorn says to the, this fabricator general that he thinks they might have to just uh, issue exterminatus on Mars. And this fabricator <laughs> general is like, that's, he's like, if you think that's going to like solve a problem, he's like every single mechanic adept and every single one of your fleets that is, that has some fealty to Mars, which is probably about 90% of them will immediately turn on you yeah. and you're, you're, you will just have another simple war. Yeah. So Dorn ends up scrapping that idea. And the book is basically about, um, there was a fucking crazy Magos Dominus about 10 years before the heresy, maybe, maybe even longer than that. And he had developed an AI and AIs are banned in this setting as we know, because they kind of, I think brought on the original, uh, the dark ages, the age of strife. Yeah. AI is bad. So he, he built this like self-sufficient AI that could, replicate itself and spread itself into cybernetic um, constructs. And he was basically put into prison for eternity by Mechanicum's, like, you know, some of their uh, uh, lawyer priests or whatever. <laughs> and this story is basically about Dorn sending down a... Uh, um, a Raven guard spy to go and basically like get this Magos and turn this AI on to fight the fabricator general and Legio Mortis with this like legion of self-aware cybernetica robots. So I won't go into any more detail on that, but it is one of the coolest 
short story. It's, it is one of the coolest stories in, in heresy period, but it's a really good example of how the short stories and oftentimes are actually, I think better than the novels because they don't have to, they don't have to have bloat. Yeah. So exactly. It's one of the longer short stories though, isn't it? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Like it's like a yeah, hundred pages correctly. or something like that. I listened to an audiobook, so but yes, I think it was about a two-hour audiobook or something like that. Very okay. good, though. Really good. Super worth a listen, especially if you're in a mechanicum. Now and it is, really is a sequel. So that's the sequel, and then is um, uh, the binary succession? Is that the next one in this in the kind of mechanicum storyline? Because I'm behind on all of those. Because I remember you uh, raving about that uh, one as binary well. Binary Succession, I think, actually might be before it. Okay. But I, I can't remember. Okay. It's been a while, and I and I, I remember that book, but it's still a little It's been a while. Yeah. I can't help myself when I can't, people say that. I can't I remember. I'm a little – I'm hopefully I'm not con- con- having too much, like, uh, conjecture between these two <laughs> books. But, yeah, Binary Succession is related to it in some, some way. I know that. Oh, maybe I am. Yeah, I think I might be conflating the two books together in some way. I can't. I can't remember now. But yes, regardless, we will. I will pretend that everything that I just said was cybernetica, and none of it was from binary succession. <laughs> it's possible. Some of it may have been. I, th- I think. I think that was mostly cybernetica. The, okay. The, 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 um, then the next one, and this is another really strong one, is the buried dagger. Uh, this book is awesome. This book is the cool, the, like I love death guard and I've always loved death guard. And I really like, uh, Mortarian as a character. And like, I've always wanted more from them. And they, they seem like they get the short end of the stick in terms of like the number of books that have been devoted around them. Um, I remember one of my favorite parts of vengeful spirit is like the Mortarian stuff in that book. It is awesome. So, uh, Buried Dagger is the actual conclusion of the Horus Heresy. That book is awesome. It follows the fall of the Death Guard. Um, and it is like, I don't know how they're going to write a Primark novel about Mortarian because this book is basically it. And it's like <laughs> amazing. It really is. It covers uh, Mortarian's childhood in a really intimate and awesome way, which is something I've always wanted to know more about. But even the 40K stuff is awesome. It's basically the story of how Typhus leads the, the Death Guard to to the fall. The 40K stuff? Uh, no, it's just before the siege. Oh, so they you're are 30, full you, 30K. They, they're mean. full on, like... You said 40K, so yeah, I'm, 30K. I'm just caught. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but very, it's a really good book. That is definitely like a standout for me. There's some super really cool stuff. The ending of that book is just like the most awesome, grim, dark, like tragedy slash awesome. Like, yeah, it's great. Because as basically of right, makes as of right now, that's the last book in the series. It's the last Horus Heresy book before, yeah, before the uh, Soul series, yeah, right. But definitely worth the read. And, um, last but not least, um, this is another short story. And this one for me is probably the most, like, it's the most, uh, the closest I've come to shaking my fist and going, fuck yeah, repeatedly at a book. <laughs> just like, it is just a book that feels like it's made for John. So, 
this one is called Dark Compliance, and it's a it's a short story, and it's basically about um, it's it's basically just about Horus outsmarting an Archmagos and the, and taking this like Forge world that his the, that the fleet that he has shouldn't be able to take. Hmm. So. It's a basically about it's a lot of uh, misdirection and distraction and like planning ahead. It's the book basically starts with Horus sending a, an, an emissary to an imperial world, and um, the uh, Horus and this emissary already know that the person that they're sending the uh, this um, emissary to is loyalist, and there's no way he's gonna. There's no way he's going to say, yeah, like, cool Horus, you know? And um, they're not going to, this character they're not going to bro They're not going to bro This guy is like a superpower. Like he's, he's, he's like an imperial commander of like an entire sector. So he's just like, he has a massive armada, like a massive, like, like, like military force at his disposal. So it's like, yeah. So this, this, character who's actually in um I'm trying to remember the iron iron warriors books are called the the ones with the like talon books but this character is in like the talon books and he's okay. like basically a pro- protege of uh, Malgahurst and he's uh going to this planet and meeting with this guy and he's basically just being sent there to tell the guy a story and the story is basically the story of Horus going to a planet and outsmarting in this Archmagos Myrmidax. And there's just like some very cool imagery, but it's going back and forth between the Mer- this Myrmidax character and, and Horus. And at, slowly this Mer- the, this Archmagos guy is like realizing that he's being outsmarted step by step and systematically like losing this war. And at the very end of the book, it's like, this scene that he's describing of like, he knows that Horus comes to, um, take like to cut the heads off the Hydra. So he goes to the surface of his forge with his like giant Myrmidon bodyguard to face Horus and his just Aaron, who he's expecting to teleport down this tree arrows with, with void shield protection that are like protecting them from being bombarded from, the fleet that's in the sky so they're just like uh, like the most grim dark like awesome scene ever like imagine like a blade runner scene with like the the void shields just like <laughs> eating up incoming artillery fire and shit and he's waiting for horus to teleport down with his just Aaron, and then the <laughs> horus isn't doing that <laughs> horus is releasing a demon horde on the other side of the planet and he's yeah he's he's summoning the oldest um, demon prince, like the, the first demon prince, which is it's a really fucking cool story. So that's like like it may sound like I've spoiled it, but it's it's still worth it's worth listening to. It, it doesn't the, the actual like twist isn't what makes it awesome. It's just a fucking great story. There's lots of really cool imagery in it. And, uh, yeah, it's totally cool. It's just like, also, Myrmidons, I love it whenever the books actually acknowledge the Myrmidons and give you more about their, like, how they work. Because it's, 
a lot of the Mechanicum stuff is so potentially could be so 40 K based. It's really nice when they actually like get into the, the actual Mechanicum and like not the Mechanicus, you know, but, uh, yeah, those are my books and I would recommend them all very highly. All right. So like, I'm kind of surprised that no one's talked about it yet, but obviously my number one book is battle for the abyss, like without a doubt, (laughs) the best heresy book ever. No, I'm just joking. (laughs) I haven't read this. I've heard it's terrible. You haven't read it. You don't no. need to. It would just. It would honestly. Yeah. You of all people, John. You. It would just probably enrage you. <laughs> I. I personally like. It's basically all bolter porn, and like. Yeah. And it's also like forty k. It, it's like before Prospero Burns and before Thousand Suns. So, both of those legions are basically like what they are in forty k, not in thirty k, but. Oh. Anyway, uh, so my little joke there. Um, personally, like I have, as I said before, I like to read them uh, chronot- chronologically. So I'm up to, I think I've read every book up to like book 33, and then I've done a splattering. And now at this point, I'm just trying to drastically catch up if I ever will. But um, for me, the f- like the first three books are really what got me back into uh, Warhammer and got me into the heresy. But I distinctly remember, you know, I kind of consider the first three books a one book, but I remember reading Galaxy in Flames and just like the final big betrayal of like Lucius turning on Salt Tarvitz and everything that happens in Galaxy of Flames. I was reading that while I was on vacation with Ariel in Mexico and I'm like on a beach in Veradero with like two empty buckets full of Corona on either side of me. (laughs) And I'm just like sitting up and like have the book in front of me. And I'm just like, have this look of horror on my face as the whole betrayal is happening and I just remember <laughs> Ariel turning to me and just being like you're such a lo-. like she didn't say this but the look on her face is like you're such a loser I know that you're just like super <laughs> into these like made up characters and I'm just like shut up but anyway I shut up mom yeah <laughs> just the whole you know kind of the culmination of that book of just seeing the betrayal and reading about Istvan and you know something that has been in the lore for so long you know for me these books were something that I remember my buddy James who was like one of the original people that got me into this crazy hobby was just like yeah these books are coming out you got to read them it's like everything we used to talk about back in the day and I'm like no I'm going to stay away from that cuz that's crack cocaine right there and then I <laughs> and then that I, is that'll start a harsh addiction yes exactly I I just got over my free basting uh you know habit so I don't need more uh but then eventually once I caved and got into them that's why we're all here now so uh I I can't you know put a list together without uh, galaxy and flames in there um for me and and then followed up immediately by flight of the eisenstein as well for me that is still one of the i i think structurally from like a, a if i'm looking at these as just pure individual stories and not one huge arcing story i think that was a very a well a well like 
buttoned up book from start to finish and really like you do kind of need the background of the first three books to really know what's going on but i think the the whole arc that that story goes through i think is really flushed out and really gets garrow's story going and i just remember at, at the time i was more playing uh nurgle space marines and um demons for 40k and so that was kind of scratching the itch for me um with that book but really just getting into um yeah the whole story of them lost in in the in the warp and them meeting dorn for the first time and him being a bitch and backhanding garrow you know all the all the stuff we love um so yeah i i i truly feel like that's one of the highlights of all the books that i've read so far in in the series um not entirely sure why but i just yeah love that book um they just they just hit you that way yeah some of them i like some some books i love there's some books that i like like first heretics a good one of like it makes me want to build an army or like scars is another one like that like i read that i'm like oh god i need to not buy white scars because i want to build an army so bad <laughs> other ones i don't get that from and it's more just like a hey i never knew that i was super into these guys as much and this was definitely uh one because you get that or you get if memory serves me correct and it's been years, you do get stuff that happens before the t- turn. So you get that, you know, Garrow, when he goes into a fight against, um, he goes, he, they're fighting with Martarian and like beats him to the bridge. I think that's in the same book, but I could, yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. Scars? No, no, no. In Flight of the Eisenstein. Right. Like it's got a bit, Uh-oh. it's got a bit of history to the Death Guard before, you know, it really gets into yeah, because the- it's Garl's in his room, talk, kind of having like a flashback scene of the battles that he's yeah. done. Yeah, it's been a while on some of these. I just know that that's a highlight. Um, Fulgrim is my other huge highlight. Like I said, if you like poop paintings, that's the book yeah. for you. Um, I this was like the uh, a book that really made me want to get into Emperor's Children, and I think with this one, it was the it's the remembrancers that really make this book all that it is, in my opinion, of the the sculptor and the painter and and uh, the crazy broad that um, is the musician, the yeah. musician, and like all of those stories that you kind of see the slow corruption. I think, uh, I think that's one of the strengths of the earlier books that the later books can't have as much is that. When they were when, when they were making the original books, it's clear that they needed more uh, human mortal characters totally. with more stakes and like relatability. Yeah, and because of the heresy and because of just sort of the intensity of the warfare and the and the direction that it goes, less and less of those characters exist later and later on, yeah. which is definitely like a I would say yeah, it's a weakness. It's interesting because I haven't thought about the original books in a long time, but yeah, just kind of remembering how much more. Uh, sort of relatable and just, yeah, I, I, you know, that, that like the, the seeing the corruption spread and seeing like the, the, like seeing how it unfolds and seeing when people, you know, people are actually learning about like what's, you know, learning that they've been betrayed and all that. Well, Very I think cool. you're totally right. Is that the, all of the first, I would say the first, 
uh, 12 plus books are heavily, maybe even more than that, are heavily based on humans. Like the humans are your are your point of view in a, in a lot of these stories. Um, you know, it's like that for the first three books. Um, I guess not that way with Flight of the Eisenstein, but definitely with Fulgrim, with, um, you know, the dar- early Dark Angel, that Dark Angel book, The Descent of Angels, that's got a heavy human in, um, aspect. Mechanicum is like that as well. Uh, you've got Legion. Like, all of those bo- are more, the main characters are not Legionaries. They're they're humans. Uh, you've got that with Thousand Sons and with Prospero Burns as well. But you're right. As well, the, yeah. Sorry, Teo. Go. Ahead. I was just saying. I think that's. I think that's a, a good point because it really it makes it makes the Legionaries seem so much bigger and more amazing uh-huh. in that sense. Totally. Yeah. Which I because like I, if you were to just that's the problem with probably the Boulder porn books because it's like suddenly Space Marines aren't shit. Like, an Astartes, you're just like, whatever, there's just another one dying. Whereas the have, books use a lot of the same mechanisms. Yeah. They really do. It's like you have these, like, large, these huge, like, really powerful, like, seven-foot-tall super soldier characters. And in order to, like, actually emphasize how powerful and how crazy they are, you need to have characters that can look at them with awe and like see them as like these angels of death, the way that they're supposed to sort of be represented in the, in the lore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, totally. So I think a lot of, a lot of the books that I really leaned towards are ones that have that human aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And I think we'll probably get a little bit more of that, uh, with the solar war. So. As you would hope, right? I think I think we have to like it, we've already got yeah. a little bit of that in book one. Even that it feels a little, it felt a little ham fisted in there. But at, I'm no, you know, whatever. I'm I'm not reading these books for, you know, to as literal masterpieces. I, I'm reading them for you know the, to me they're they're entertainment. They're they're pulp, right? Yeah. So yeah, um, so yeah, the, just the whole depravity of the emperor's children is on full display in in fulgrim and yeah and you know once you go poop painting you can't go back no you can't angel Angel exterminatus is another great one for that theme being continued i think oh yeah just the the carnival of horrors (laughs) that they they have for sure um, so the yeah. other, I guess my other two that I listed here, but you guys have already talked about are first heretic and betrayer. So, cause we've already talked about those. Um, and I was thinking more novels and didn't put any short stories. One short story, I, I think maybe of all of the heresy stuff that I've read, my, fi- probably my favorite story is the last tower. Uh, or is it the last church? The one where, Oh yeah, the last church is good. Yeah, yeah, where it's literally the last church on on uh, Terra, and oh, I remember reading that one. And yeah, the emperor, and and this is when it, it's still the Thunder Warriors, so it's pre heresy. You know, goes to basically shut down this um, this church, and it's just this back and forth between the priest and and the emp. Well, spoilers, the emperor <laughs> um, about uh, you know just. It, they just have this and this huge talk about you know what is religion and why do people need it and you kind of getting both sides of it and I just remember 
you know, I, I read that twice. Like, I read it first and then immediately reread that one. Um, so that one. I remember the scene in that one when it's like, the, it's like from the priest's perspective and like the Thunder Warrior walks into the church and he's just like shaking his head at what this thing is. Like, yeah, just a, a huge brute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then just to throw out something completely different, because uh, I'm thinking about this last one just off my, the top of my head, um, probably not on many people's lists whatsoever, but more of that quote-unquote human aspect, is I really liked Outcast Dead. Um, I don't know if either of you guys have read I didn't that read one. it. So, uh, I might have. I don't remember what it is, though. So Outcast Dead is about um, a navigator that um, basically he is leading an expedition or leading a, a fleet and something goes wrong. And basically he's one of the only survivors from this ship that he was on. And he gets sent. Yeah, I don't think I've read this. And he gets sent back to Terra for basically like reconditioning, and he's like basically kind of shut himself off from the warp, and it just you get it's your first kind of insight to navigators, but also mm. this takes place when Magnus, uh, you know, Magnus's folly happens, so you get the you get kind of an outside view of what's happening outside of the Emperor's. Um, chamber when that happens and how like it sends all of the navigators all of the psychers just going batshit crazy and basically this um this guy is seen as a um he's basically seen as a liability and and uh basically tries to escape to get away from the the empire or the empire what am i talking about uh, the Imperium. <laughs> And basically hooks up with this um, band of space marines that have also... They were the guys that were on Terra when the heresy happened. So there's like a, um, a world eater. There's a, um, there's a thousand sun. They're all in this jail. And so there's like this aspect of the humans and the navigators. And then this uh, these, um, you know, outcast legionnaires that all have to go and try to get this guy off to safety and it, it's definitely like it has do you need to read it for the heresy absolutely not it has like no nothing to do no big no, thing, bearing. no bearing on the greater story but i just think it was really like this is totally different than any of the other stories that I've had i had hadn't really known much about navigators so it was just very interesting of you know a, a bit of, of a palate cleanser compared to some of the other novels that we we've seen before sometimes i think it's good when you have an established universe and you can i don't know the more the more micro scale can be can be nice sometimes and maybe telling something that's a little bit more off the cuff and a little like a little different can be like super refreshing sometimes, you know? Well, yeah, there's what, there's how many books are there? There's like 60 something. 50 million. Yeah. <laughs> and Some, it's like, yeah, you, like you wouldn't want all those to be the same. You wouldn't want them all to be like bolter totally. porn or anything, or they just get boring. So I, you know, as much as I think that they maybe, you know, for anyone that's coming into this, I wouldn't, unless you're a crazy fiend like my brother and just like, will crush, 
you know, 40 audiobooks in a year. Like, how it's daunting to, to come into this thing. So I think having, you know, I think they've devolved, you know, they could have shortened it and not done some of these other novels like Outcast Dead or like Nemesis, which is the one about all of the... Uh, the assassins like you know some of those have no bearing on them whatsoever or what's that other uh, the pharos one is it pharos the one where it's uh, i remember remember pharos but i don't remember if it's no it's the the one with the iron hands and they're on like a a planet of like dinosaurs and stuff like that yeah i don't I didn't like that book. It was like I know, such you, filler. Yeah. So, exa- <laughs> but it's like I, at the same time, I like what those books that people call filler because it's something totally different. I'm just weird. Well, that that's way, why so. I think the short stories are better. That's the thing. It's like the short stories can be these little like sort of standalone like totally. Like honestly, if you guys are wanting to listen to some stuff, that's good too. Like if you're if you're not just reading, but if you're like wanting to like have something you can do at work and like listen to something getting going on audible and getting like some of the the collections of short stories are the best bang of the buck. And they're just like some of those short stories, like the cybernetica and like, uh, uh, what was the other one? I said, uh, dark, uh, shit. Uh, dark compliance. Oh yeah. And dark compliance. Yeah. Those were both parts of different, uh, what do you call it? That I had, uh, uh, omnibuses basically of like short stories yeah it was a bunch they're really cool that are just like they're just telling these crazy unique stories there was yeah some awesome ones do you remember that have you ever read that one with the other that's on like a planet and they they think that they're getting invaded by space marines and they find out that in the end they they weren't they just like basically had like an alpha legion fucking guy like tricking this entire system into thinking that like Horus oh, was coming for yeah, them. Yeah, that that is such a good uh short story. The, it is. With the grain silos so or like the space elevators yeah. and stuff. That yeah, is exactly. yeah. I remember reading that in uh, Germany. That was such a cool so story. Good. Totally yeah. again, another one that has no bearing on on the greater story as a whole, but adds that little Just flavor. gives you an idea. You know? Yeah, exactly. It gives you a it gives you an um, impression of like what is going on, because that's the thing when you have this idea of the giant galactic battles. It's like, well, when all you're ever telling stories is about the wars, you're not getting an idea of the actual. What, the whole idea of the of the Imperium is supposed to be about the citizens. So it's nice to get little insights into like theoretically some of the more important characters in the sense that like. That's what this is all supposed to be for, like what their lives are. Well, I'm hoping we get more of that in the solar war, you know, when the shells start falling and, you know, it's just going batshit crazy. That's I'm I'm hoping for that. Or God, you know, when the emperor's children land, that's going to be some sick shit. (laughs) Well, just like even like just just like imagine this is one of my favorite things that whenever they do this in books, it's like, uh, like I, you know, I've said it before, but like some of my favorite stuff in like the Halos, the Halo novels and stuff is like the scenes where civilians get to see like when you have a normal person reacting to something like a Primarch or whatever, right? Where it's just like something that's so far beyond their like comprehension of a being, and it's just like then it, then that's when the the real like awe can be sort of expressed. 
because you're seeing it from your basically your own perspective, the most relatable sort of yeah. Yeah, I think Graham McNeil and um, and Dan Abnett do a really good job with with that. Of they usually have uh, some sort of human. Um, person in it to I think ground the yeah. stories a little bit more. Yeah. But, yeah, for uh, sure. Yeah, it would be John I'm, French stuff too. Sorry, I really like John French's stuff as well. Yeah, I think uh, I think it'll be really interesting. You know, I'm I think we're just waiting on book two here to drop in hard book format so we can dive into the Solar War and. A little bit yeah. deeper because, uh, yeah, I, I think, you know, I'm going to have to go back and and read Cybernetica and um, the Binary Succession because, the, you yeah, know, as a Mechanicum sure. player, I feel like I, it was the one thing that I wish that they had another book to themselves, but I think those kind of fill that. Well, they don't, ha- they don't have enough focus on them, and it's nice when you get little bits of stuff like, like, you know, please, uh, I just want to say before this heresy thing ends, I, I know it's probably not going to happen, but I swear I would be, I would be so, so happy if Games Workshop even did like a short story about Zanna. <laughs> like, <laughs> of course, John. So happy. Yeah. I will suck your dick. I will suck your, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> <laughs> To so, send John French a friend request on Facebook now and just a message that says, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Picture of his Xana symbol. Wouldn't, wouldn't be the first, I'm sure. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Well, I think uh, I think that is our little list of, of books here. Um, so yeah. if you need something new, I, I think, you know, Tao and I are more on the, the older stuff. You're more on the newer stuff and... Hopefully some people can get something out of this and go pick themselves up a new book. Shit. Books on books on books. Bachichi on books. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we will be back to close out the show. The show. <laughs> Welcome back to the closeout of the show. We've got NPR AJ and AJ only here for the outro. So I hope you enjoyed our little ramble about our favorite books. Hopefully it got you inspired to uh, go out and pick up one of those that you haven't read and dive into a whole lot of heresy. Um, but let's land this pig. So you can come and check us out on Facebook at Boys of the Golden Throne, on Instagram at BotGT30K. You can also check out John on Instagram at Big John West. That's just J-O-N, not that other funny way of spelling John, the way that he says it at least. Uh, you can also go and see Teo at Famous Frank's up in Nanaimo. So you want to get yourself a dog, go see Teo. We also, as of recording and putting this out, there is a couple days left of the DMD charity uh, raffle. Go and buy your tickets. Go hop over to the Varangian Heresy Facebook page, and they've got links in their event pages to um, go for go buy your tickets. You can get um, – there's three – 
2,500 point armies up for raffle. There's also um, there's also a Warhound that we donated that's being painted by Legend. So uh, go ahead and plus a whole bunch of other things like the Solar War books and a whole bunch of other little goodies. So go out there, grab a ticket, support a good cause. We've got uh, the 30K event at the SoCal Open happening at the end of October. That's October 26th and 27th. Uh, We'll have a link in the show notes for that. Um, We've also got, as newly announced earlier in the show, the Bocce Tees annual Dudes Looking for Dudes singles bash happening February 22nd, 2020. So we will be putting tickets up for that or going on sale tomorrow. So uh, go ahead and grab your tickets. Uh, just go to our Facebook page under our events, and there will be a link in there to secure your ticket. And then we also have the Bocce Tees 12th inaugural Big D event happening June 6th and 7th, 2020. So uh, I'll be getting together with Brennan. We're going to be doing some brainstorming now that I'm back from War Games Camp. You might see some of that trickle into our next event. So uh, stay tuned for more info on that. And with that, this pig will land. Hugs and kisses from me. And I will say hugs and kisses from Tao and John because they're not here. So we will talk to you later.